0: The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. And of course, be sure to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Rod Gomez. Yes, I am now one of the hosts of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed yesterday's episode with Really Real and, of course, Scott Reichel, Terrell Furman, walking you through the AFC in this draft and, and giving you like tons uh, that that show was packed full of absolutely great knowledge from him and Scott uh, and, and they're going to be a regular thing now we are expanding the SGP and fantasy uh, football family and we're just bringing more and more names on on board to just have some fun talk football and give you more football content because you guys need a fresh voice every once in a while on this show which is why I have brought in another fresh voice well i mean fresh is in it's fresh in the last few weeks but you know this golden tone jeremy popolars everybody he is a dynasty contributor he is a Devi contributor fantasy contributor i, I think it's shorter jeremy if we list the things you don't do for the company but welcome to the show
1: nascar there you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true but i got you covered there so
1: yeah you know uh it's a pleasure to be back on you know i'm i'm excited to talk some football, you know, it's always a good time with you, Rod.
0: Thank you so much. And it's always a good time because if you know me, and I'm going to steal Terrell's line because he said that a lot the other day, uh, but no, listen, I love to learn about different parts of the fantasy football community. And every time Jeremy's come on, we've talked about something different uh, in ways that I've never really played fantasy football before. And then I go out and I do it, and then I curse him because now I'm involved in yet another way to play fantasy football. And I have 17 million rosters that i got to tend to every, every week. And it's not just Saturdays or Sundays anymore. It's Saturdays. It's Thursdays. It's whatever it is. But we are going to talk about – I don't know. Jeremy, tell me, is the Devy community underserved or is it just – that far in the weeds that there's not a whole lot of content out there for it, unless you search for it.
1: I would say it's not necessarily underserved. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, especially on Twitter. It's getting, it's gaining some steam. Uh, it's getting out there, but, it, it's definitely just kind of in the weeds a little bit, you know, it's a, a hardcore, we'll go with a hardcore type of fantasy football. You know, it takes a lot, like you'd mentioned, you know, if you get into depending on how deep you go into Debbie, you know, you get into like some campus to Canton's where you have a full like college roster. I mean, you're, you're worried about games from Wednesday to Saturday, you know, and like, <laughs> It's a commitment, so there's. It's definitely not as mainstream yet, but there's some push. Devi's a little bit easier. You know, you you only have usually a couple roster spots, and they usually don't really. There's no points to them. They're just kind of like a placeholder sort of. So, depending on what league you're in, so.
0: And and you're basically a little easier. Devi's, (laughs) yeah. You say that, but uh, so Devi's basically. If you don't know, Devi is uh, developmental. Right. I mean that that's where you're taking these guys right a developmental squad is that kind of what it is or or am I yeah, wrong? Yeah, so I
1: mean yeah, no. So like Devi is more so like a if you play dynasty it's like a taxi squad but for college players. So you have we'll see choose 5 as a number. You have 5 and you can pick 5 college players. It's usually in a draft just like a rookie draft in a dynasty league, you know, it's you get 12 teams, one, two, three, four through five rounds. And you get to pick five players or so, and you get to hold them almost as like a placeholder. So that then when they make that transition to the NFL, you already have their rights to them. So it's kind of developmental, but like, it's kind of like you don't have any gain other than if they pan out. So like, you'll, you'll see it, you know, people will draft players who don't pan out, you know, and then that placeholder kind of was a waste. And then, so then you get a dynasty rookie draft as well in those same Debbie leagues that are just kind of what you call like a depleted draft. So you have some bigger names that pop, you know, like Joe Burrow would have been in that because of how he kind of had a blow up of a senior year, you know, or Kenneth Walker or some still in some of them just because coming into it, he wasn't really a top five guy. And then all of a sudden this junior year here, he kind of exploded. So, so it's kind of cool. You still get that chance. If you didn't pick the right guy, you still have that chance in the rookie draft to have a chance to get some of these guys.
0: So in some of your Debbie leagues, now that the draft is uh, is over, do you do have a few of those guys that popped for you?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, I had Brees Hall in a lot of them, but I've been on Brees Hall for a while. I mean, he's been highly productive, as has many a lot of <laughs> a lot of Debbie players have been on Brees Hall just because he's been so highly productive. But um I have some. Then there's some that kind of don't, you know, like Kevin Harris was a guy I was huge on. So I had a couple of him and I mean, he kind of flaked out last year, and he didn't get the greatest draft capital. There's still hope, but, like, it's not really a guy that you really needed to hold, like, a Devi placeholder for. So,
0: Well, and and again, that's the thing. You're, you're trying to gather enough of the players from all over, not just the FBS, I'm sure, but the FCS as well, right? I mean, if there's a guy, a, a huge diamond in the rough roughed, rough, <laughs> that you can find in the FCS... Uh, imagine, imagine the King that you would be in the Debbie world, picking a guy like Trey Lance.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty impressive. Um, I, it's usually, I feel like Debbie's, Devi's the easier introduction to it just because like, really, like I said, you got five, you got 50 players that are being held in Debbie slots. So most of the time it is not really the FCS. It's kind of just those bigger names, the guys that are really playing on the like big noon Saturday, you know, like the big kind of sec schools some pack 12 you know like kind of the bigger names are really what are kind of in there uh some people go out on a limb if they really think you know what i mean if someone was really high on trey lance early on they may have had him stashed but those are the guys that actually come out to be like your rookie draft diamonds because nobody did see them coming and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay so the one one is worth something in the super flex like depleted draft because Nobody had Trey Lance, so now that's your 1-1 in that draft because a lot of people were already on, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Well, not really Zach Wilson, but you know you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. God, man, so deep, deep, deep in the weeds. Well, here's the thing, guys. If you are already a Debbie player, congratulations. You already know the language that Jeremy is speaking. If you are not a Debbie player yet and you want to get into those, we'll we'll talk a little bit about how you can do that at the end of the show and, and where you can get involved and where you can find it because it's not like sleeper is offering you a Devi option. So uh, they will soon. I'm sure they're, they're hot on the trail of a lot of these fads. So um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And sleepers actually pretty good. Um, we have a couple, I have a couple on sleeper and it's just like you kind of uh, the one league, like we just have kickers and like, there's just no kicker scoring and you just, you just have retired kickers because there's so many on the app and you just kind of, you they have that nickname fo- feature and you plug them in there, you nickname, you put the name of the player, you know, you do the draft like on an Excel sheet and then just put them in there and then there you go.
0: We have some of the smartest find the people. ways around <laughs> exactly. I was going to say we have some of the smartest people in the business uh, here at the SGP, and I'm telling you right now, I'm astounded every day at at the knowledge you can get. Uh, all right, well, why we're here today is to introduce you to at least, and we're going to start this this sort of um, we're going to go position by position, really, to get you really involved in the Devi world, and and to float some names out there for you to to keep an eye on. Uh, which I'm sure if you're new to Devy Leagues and, and the people around you are new to Devy Leagues, you've already got a leg up because you've listened to this podcast. Uh, so we're going to give you five names at the quarterback position for you to sort of build your Devy r- resume, as it were, uh, uh, to try to get you going. So Jeremy has put these names together because the glorious part about it, like I said, is me learning about this along with you because as fantasy analysts i know everybody loves to say i know everything guess what folks i don't know everything so i'm learning along with you and the great part about it is this is fun for everybody to learn because it's a different way to approach fantasy football and and i'm going to sit here and defer to the experts on all of this uh so that they can teach you and teach me how to play this game that we call uh fantasy football so Jeremy, let us begin with the first name on your list. It is an Ohio—I'm sorry, the Ohio State University quarterback. We're familiar with this school, obviously. And uh, you're you're keeping an eye on C.J. Stroud. So uh, talk to us about him and and what makes him an attractive Devy quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think the, the resume of last season kind of just explains a lot of it. You know, I mean, he had four, over 4,000 yards passing— 44 touchdowns with only six interceptions i mean he he came in and he just kind of took over at ohio state and just took it with the reins and just ran with it i mean he had his little bumps here and there but as it stands now i mean he's the clear cut number one i think for next year's draft even nfl standards so like adding him in the Debbie league is just going to be a good option to get that jump ahead because he is that clear cut number one, you know, and that way you're going to get a quarterback that has good accuracy. He's got the good size. He's six three two fifteen. 15. He had 22 big time throws last season, as well as he had an average depth of target of 10 yards, which isn't, which is a pretty good area. You know, you, I, I don't love to see like the short yards, like, you know, like a seven, eight yard, uh, depth of target, which you see sometimes with these quarterbacks, because in the college game they're getting them out a little bit quicker. So I really like everything that's in CJ Stroud's game. He's very accurate. He has a good deep ball, and he just he processed the game, and it got so much easier for him as the year went on at Ohio State. That I expect this year to be just like an explosion, and he's going to be the one one in a lot of dynasty leagues next year. And so just having him already in that Debbie league, it's, it, he's he's the guy to have as far as I'm concerned at the quarterback position for any type of Debbie league
0: and I suppose that's where the advantage lies in a Debbie league like it just like you were saying really when we were when we were setting the whole thing up for you to have him already when it comes to time you've beaten every other dynasty player to him because now you've mm-hmm. got him and and if you do it now I'm sure in whatever I'm, Walk me. When do you when do you actually draft Devi players? When can you pick up Devi players? Is it just sort of like a um, ping your commissioner it, thing?
1: It's like the year. Usually the year ahead. Like so, for example, if you do a startup, you kind of start and you're going to go with you're going to draft your normal dynasty roster. Then if it's ahead of the rookie draft for that season, which we're assuming you're going to start, we'll say we're, we're going to start this year. Rookie draft already happened. So the rookies and everything are in your startup draft. So then after that concludes, you'll have a Devy draft where you can kind of draft your players that you want to hold on to for college. So like CJ Stroud would be in that if you were just starting one up. However, if you already had the draft, most likely CJ Stroud's going to be taken. But this is more so for those people that, you know, you're just starting that league. Like CJ Stroud is is the clear-cut one in a Devy draft for any startup. I
0: so where, where do you think now you talked about him being the one Oh one of next year. So let's put on our, prog- our, our prognosticating hats and say, where do you think a good landing spot for him? Would be? I mean, if we're thinking about who might have the first overall pick next year and who needs a quarterback in that spot, where do you think the landing spot would be for him? Cause if it's, cause I, I'm telling you right now, cause if it's Jacksonville, it's obviously not going to be him. <laughs>
1: yeah i think Jacksonville gets a little better you know a little bit maybe just maybe enough that they aren't in the one in the first overall again for another year um i think houston's gonna be one of those options seattle's gonna be in there um detroit i think is gonna be a little bit too good i think they got they did a real good job in the draft as well as the jets you know like these teams are gonna kind of be out of that realm um i think the giants are a dark horse they could possibly fall down there i just depends you know i mean if daniel jones comes out and isn't that great that team could be pretty bad again this year so most likely i think it's going to be houston i think that's where he's going to probably end up which isn't bad because they've already started to lay the foundation there um especially at the wide receiver position and the uh, running back position they kind of addressed this year but they're kind of laying that foundation there for him already
0: so do you think anybody would trade up if this guy's – like? I mean, I, the, my question is – Yeah, quote, yeah. Think I think
1: so? next year, if anything, you're going to see that. So say Jacksonville is the one, one – their first overall. Like, they will be able to get a haul of what we've seen in the past. You know, like this year, not many teams wanted to come up to one because there wasn't that quarterback, you know. But what we saw last year or the year before where teams were kind of moving up and making those deals to get to the one, the one-two – you could definitely see that next year. This this class that's coming out next year is is very good um, as far as the quarterback position goes. So that's kind of where you're going to be at. And that's most of these guys that I have, at least for us today in this top five that I have for us, is just they're 23 class guys. Because for me, like the Debbie position, like 24 is nice to get because some of these guys will go a little bit later in your Debbie drafts. And like you could you could try and project that. Uh, especially at the quarterback position, but it's so hard that I'm like I kind of feel like I tend to stay within the upcoming year, maybe the next year, just because that a lot can change from freshman year to to senior year for these kids. So,
0: well, you got another one sitting here from the SEC, and it's Bryce Young out of Alabama. Of course, we know that these uh, SEC teams breed. Just overall players that uh, go high in the draft every single year. We saw it again this year. We'll see it again next year. And uh, you are you are speculating that Bryce Young is going to be among the top names called at the quarterback position, which is why you should have him now before everybody else tries to get to him in those dynasty drafts.
1: Exactly. Another quarterback, 4,800 yards passing, 47 touchdowns, seven interceptions. These two guys are the clear cut top two quarterbacks and it's just going to come down to merely preference when it comes down to whatever teams on the clock sitting at 101 uh in the nfl draft and on a in a dynasty league or even in your devy league you know someone might like bryce young better than cj Stroud, but both of these guys are interchangeable i think at one one and one two of a super flex debbie draft any type of startup because both these guys are already taken if you're playing any debbie already and you're going to know that but uh in the startup these are the guys you know bryce young i think is kind of they both kind of just exploded on the scene he's a little bit less of a depth of target kind of guy um he had like nine it's a full yard shorter uh kind of alabama's offense a little bit more a little bit more speedy kind of plays a little bit more like a sideways game than ohio states necessarily does so i think it's just they're both really good quarterbacks at the day's end, and they both have huge, huge um, arms with accuracy. Bryce Young maybe is a little bit more mobile, arguably. Um, he's definitely not like a dual threat. He's not a Lamar Jackson, but he's out there. You can get on the edge a little bit better, has a little bit more th- um, ability to throw on the run, but C.J. Stroud still can do that, too, so.
0: So it's just basically a, a, a matter of who do you want more. But so then let's let's do the same thing that we did with Stroud. I mean, obviously we were talking about somebody wanting to trade up for him. Let's say the Texans get him. I mean, are we thinking he's a good fit in Seattle? Because from what you're what you're describing to me, you're describing to me a Russell Wilson uh, a few years ago, right? I mean, a guy that can get player the ball, run around a little bit. So is Seattle kind of a, a good look for him possibly?
1: Yeah, Seattle's a, would be a nice pick, a uh, nice spot. Um, he's a little bit shorter than Stroud, so I mean, he is only six foot, so he's kind of, and that's what his list is at Alabama. So, the hope is he is six foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that yeah, Seattle's good. I'd like to see him in Detroit too. Um, repair him with Jamison Williams. Uh, DJ Chark is another good option for him, as well as Amon Ross, St. Brown. Kind of they they are almost building that offense. You know, you got. Swift out of the backfield. You have Hawkinson over the middle. It kind of seems like that fit might be a little bit better, I think, for Bryce Young than Houston would be. But – and even Seattle – I mean, Seattle would be nice. You know, you got DK Metcalf, Noah Fant there. So, And they're going to have Kenneth Walker. So I think, again, I think either of those – I think those are going to be the three places that are really going to be looking for a quarterback next year.
0: Well, and I mean, again, you look at what these teams have at their disposal this year, you know, the the Mills, the the Drew Locke, it, it, it's not, and even, you know, if you're talking about Detroit, it just doesn't seem like they're sold on Jared Goff either, so you could probably stand a reason that one of those three teams will already be up there at the top, if not make their way up to the top for one of these guys. Uh, because, you know, again, nobody wanted, like you said, nobody wanted these quarterbacks in the first round in this draft. I don't know that I've ever seen that type of shunning of the quarterback position in a draft been, in a long time. It's
1: been a while. I, I remember, I remember they mentioned it on the draft. I don't remember the exact like statistic, but it, it has been a long time that there's been like the second quarterback was taken that late when Desmond Ritter was taken. So, and even that Atlanta, there's another team that could easily replace Ritter it just—it's all going to come down to how good these teams were and what they have the capital. You know, I mean, Philadelphia has a lot of draft capital next year. If Jalen Hurts doesn't perform, I mean, he has no excuse now. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Sanders, Goddard—like, I mean, this is his year. If he doesn't doesn't go out there and light it up, almost, it, he could easily be replaced by one of these two guys. And then even some of the guys that we're going to mention here in a little bit are guys that might go in the first round next year, um, just a little bit later. So.
0: Boy, and, and you already just ha- having the knowledge of being able to bring these guys up the year in advance, a lot of people don't think that far out. A lot of uh, fantasy football players, just, tend, especially dynasty players, tend to focus on what's right in front of them, and they'll worry about the rest later. But that's why, Devi, you're, you're constantly searching for those guys uh, ahead of time and, and keeping ahead of the, the rest of the dynasty players. Now, of course, if you're into Devi, leave league. Everybody's doing that already anyways, but, uh, (laughs) this is actually good for dynasty and redraft because it's putting players on your radar that people will be talking about next year. And you'll be like, Oh wait, I already know that guy. I already know that name. I already know what to do with this person. So.
1: Yeah. Even having like one Debbie league that forces you to like pay attention somewhat just increases your ability to be a better dynasty player by so much because you know, you can accurately value like your 23 picks. Like everybody says, yeah, this class is great. But like, then you can see it. You know the names that are coming. Like you can prove to yourself to be like, oh, yeah, I do actually want those picks, not versus like just somebody telling you and you being like, oh, okay, I'll just be a robot. And okay, that guy said so. So here we go. You know, like it, it allows you to, to be able to be like, oh, okay, I see why they're saying this.
0: I've told everybody that listens to the NASCAR gambling podcast knows that I always preach to them look, I'm not trying to just. Give you names and have you go out and do it just because I said so I, I almost want you to not need me anymore but just listen to us to, to not only say yes okay that's exactly what I was thinking or wow well, he's probably wrong so I'll go but I want you to I want you to not need me I want to teach you how to do this so that you can do it yourself and then just listen to us for fun you know and then just to validate your own decisions that you make and or, or sharpen your edge uh, somewhere else so
1: yeah. That's, iron sharpens iron.
0: That's what I'm talking about. And and so we move on to the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Right, Levis?
1: Yeah, I think so. Right. I don't know. It looks like Levi's. So. It does look yeah. like Levi's,
0: but yeah, I'm sure you don't put him I'm
1: on. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure how it's pronounced. You should probably uh, know that, but.
0: That's all right. You got to just watch a couple more YouTube videos. You will, everybody will know his name next year. That's for sure. So...
1: That is for sure.
0: Preach the case for a Will Levis.
1: Um, not as productive as the other two. Uh, only 2,800 yards passing last season, but he did have 24 touchdowns, uh, 13 interceptions. But we have to remember CJ Stroud had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Smith Najigba, Emuka, um, who left, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, Ohio State was loaded. And then you go to Alabama. I mean, just another wide receiver factory. Uh, Will Levis was working with wandell robinson and i mean that's kind of about it at kentucky uh pretty good run game and that's about it so uh 2,800 yards passing was pretty good uh but this kid's just got a crazy good arm and again another guy that's super accurate with the ball um i mean his completion percentage was 66 percent um with an adjusted completion percentage of 75 but another guy you know nine yards um average depth of target and he just kind of He's 6 foot 3, 232. He's going to be a s- senior next year, so he's going to be one of the older of the guys coming out. Um we've seen that kind of even this year in the in the NFL like the NFL's kind of started to lean towards these guys that have a little bit more experience coming out just because it, it's a position that takes time to learn, the quarterback position, and it's it's sad we've seen a lot of quarterback prospects get tossed to the wind so fast and forced into positions that they aren't ready for. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold's one of the latest, you know, Josh Rosen was another one that never got a fair shot, you know, like it, it just changed so fast that there's such a dramatic, like we need this now. And you're not necessarily getting it sometimes from some of these guys. They need some time. So as a senior, it's going to be a little bit of a help, but just, you watch the tape last year and it's just some, some of these throws that he makes are just absurd. So I think it's going to be a big rise Um, For him and his senior year at Kentucky. So he's a little bit of a less known name, probably not super, super high on a lot of people's Debbie um, radar, but definitely for the class of 23, he's a guy that I'm trying to get in on. And he might even be available in some of your Debbie leagues because, like I said, he wasn't very high. You know, coming into last year, he had 600 total passing yards in his first two seasons. So last year, he had a pretty good year, but it wasn't crazy. So he's definitely a guy that's could be available for you to kind of swoop in and grab if you are needing a quarterback.
0: It's crazy to me that uh, there's just no patience at the position mm-hmm. anymore. There really is no patience, and you you get a guy. I mean, even Trevor Lawrence, you know, as as good as he was and as t- highly touted as he was, he comes in. Jacksonville's still the first pick in the draft, and people are already... Saying that they're impatient with Trevor Lawrence. And it's, I just, I think to myself, how could you be impatient with the guy? He literally came into a franchise that needed a quarterback because they were that bad. And you expect him to, what, win the Super Bowl the next year? It just, it doesn't happen that way. As a fan base, I feel like you just, the quarterback is the one position that people absolutely lose their mind the most over when it comes to we want to see production now. So bringing a guy along. And letting him be a backup for a little bit is is just unheard of anymore.
1: And you've seen it work, which is crazy. That like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, sat a whole year behind Alex Smith. Um,
0: Aaron Rodgers, we can go back that
1: far. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, a guy in Buffalo who's pretty good. You know, it took a couple of years to get pretty good. Before, he was pretty bad. Like, I mean, there's there needs to be some time, you know, even Russell Wilson's a guy that like, wasn't crazy, you know, Ben Roethlisberger kind of stepped in and he was one of those that kind of stepped in day one and kind of got by, but like, he even wasn't great in his rookie season. Like that team carried him, the defense and the run game. Like it takes some time. Um, Tom you Brady. hardly see it. And like, <laughs> yeah, like they, that you need to let that happen, you know? And even the reports today over on your guys' specific time over there with San Francisco, that the coaches are getting, not so impatient or they're just not seeing a lot of development from Trey Lance. Like it, he was so raw as a prospect. Like how did they, did they really expect in one year they'd get like, a, I don't know, Lamar Jackson out of them. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes some time and the quarterback position is just a hard one to play. And it's a hard one to, to evaluate because I don't know, I would say 80% of it's in their head. And the only person who knows that is them. So you can get it through some interviews and stuff like that, but all it takes is a couple bad games, a couple couple missed reads and errors, and they just can't get over it for some of these guys. So
0: I, and yeah, don't get me started on the Trey Lance train. I will <laughs> as a Niner fan.
1: I, I think he'll be all right, but
0: Yeah, he'll be
1: fine. It's I, probably smoke. You know, it's it's that time of the off season that stuff just starts flying.
0: Yeah. Well, cause start everybody needs stuff news. And
1: hope it sticks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's everybody needs news. They're like, find yeah. us something. Find us something now. Debo's not hot on the tongue anymore, so we need something. Uh, All right, we're going to come back, break down a couple more for you of these Debbie quarterbacks. Uh, But first, we've got to pay a couple of the bills and tell you about WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1. $1,000. $1,000. Don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the wins own build your own bet feature. All of you out there can receive a $20 free bet when you win, lose or push a three plus leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. You can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs even there's so much to choose from and all you got to do is download the win bet app or visit win to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i love coffee need coffee probably drinking coffee right now in fact you can't see me on camera jeremy can't see me on camera right now cuz i'm drinking coffee i, I don't want to be i don't want to be caught uh, but i will drink myself some coffee whenever i want because trade coffee is giving me the coffee that I need. They are pairing me with the very own coffee, with the coffee that is best for me, and they can do that for you as well. They connect you to the freshest and best tasting coffee that you've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. Independent businesses from big cities and small towns and trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of growth for them. All you got to do to get your own personalized trade coffee suggestion is answer a couple of questions, and you're going to get your personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as long as you like. No gimmicks. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans, or you can get them to your ground Uh, however you brew it at home, and they guarantee you'll love your first order, or They'll replace it for free. They've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, you can get Trade at a, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinkcoffee.com slash SGP. Let Trade Coffee. Find you a coffee you are going to love. That's drink trade coffee. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Don't forget Mother's Day, right around the corner. Trade subscription is going to make you a popular, popular person at home and a perfect gift. For the coffee lovers in your life. Brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. All of these things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, everybody else that's out on your block. They're all going to catch that it data, and you don't want that. That's why I use IPVanish VPN. Make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. Helps me safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of my data. That means all of my private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more, will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even the place where I'm sitting right now be hidden ipvanish makes you virtually invisible online it's literally that simple use it across ultimate devices without sacrificing on your speed that means your computers tablets phones even devices like your fire stick fire stick when you're streaming media whether i'm at home or in public i don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. you get an incredible 70 percent off their yearly price price right now with a 30 day money back guarantee it's like getting nine months for free, it's easy to use. Just tap a button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So, stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com/sgp. Use that promotional code sgp. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. We're getting deep in the weeds. Uh, Jeremy Popolars, Rod Villa Gomez here on the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast, talking Devi, but more specifically Devi quarterbacks. Because we're not just going to take a dive; we're going to take a deep dive. Damn it, into this uh, world of Devi. So, uh, Jeremy, we broke down three quarterbacks from the twenty-three class. And if you need a refresher, or if you skipped ahead and you you just didn't realize what you were listening to, uh, we <laughs> we're talking about quarterbacks. <laughs> that are are going to be household names uh, by the time we hit draft time next year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so far we've covered three good ones. And uh, and now we're going to go ahead and move on to Jackson Dart at a USC. A USC product we, we know and love them. And here we have the quarterback. So, go ahead, Jeremy. Tell us about Jackson Dart. Dart.
1: Dark? Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Dart um, is a guy that's pretty exciting uh this season. Um last season he kind of filled in for Keaton Slovis near the end of the season. Um and he produced 1,300 yards passing in the what was it, one, two, three, four, six games that he started. Um, but he's gonna be now paired with Lincoln Riley over at USC. So there's a lot of hype about Jackson Dart, who stands six foot three, two twenty. Uh, He did have nine touchdowns, five interceptions in that span. Um, He didn't really win any games at USC. So, I mean, if if quarterback's quarterback's stat of winning matters to you, not the greatest. (laughs) But uh, there's a lot of physical talent here with Jackson Dart. Um, A guy that can, again, another guy that gets on the edge. He's able to move the pocket. He's able to make throws on the run. And I just think paired with Lincoln Riley, it's going to be definitely a big boost. And then you're going to have – shoot uh aggie hall i think transferred there uh who else did i know tyler die i think out of oregon the running back transferred there i know they've got a couple other good wide receivers that are there um and another a couple that transferred so there's a lot of talent around him at usc this season and i think he's a guy that could kind of kind of rise up draft boards I believe he might be – COVID's kind of really screwed with the eligibility things. He might be eligible in 23, but I think it's more likely that he comes out in 24. So Dart is a little bit more of a long-term devi, um, hold, but he's a guy that is definitely worth grabbing because he could be near the top of that 24 class with him and Kim uh, Quinn Ewers and uh, Tyler Buncher. There's some some other names that are going to be around that top. Type tier there, but I think he's definitely could be one of the favorites to be the top guy in two years of twenty twenty four.
0: So again, we, we're not just talking about twenty three; we're talking about twenty four, and that's what Devi is. Devi is finding these guys that are going a couple of years back, and if you can stash them. So if we talk about twenty four class you, at the top. I mean, is this going to be a, a top draft pick total, or just a top quarterback draft? Do you think, or a top quarterback pick?
1: Um. I think Dart, um, Ewers, like I said, Ewers is a very high, high-rated high prospect. He's in Texas now. He transferred out of Ohio State. He's probably going to be your lead guy. Uh, depends on how everything falls out here in the next couple of years. But I think Dart, Ewers, like I said, Tyler Buncher was a pretty high uh, prospect at Notre Dame right now. Caleb Williams is another guy, but he's also at USC, so that should be interesting to see how that pans out. So it's gonna come down to Kyle McCord too who is at Ohio State. So he's a guy who could emerge after CJ Stroud leaves. He's another guy that's pretty high on those on those boards. So we've seen it. You know, we saw it last year, you know, everybody was really high on Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. And then look at who your top pick was, Kenny Pickett, who came out of nowhere. So as it stands, um, I'm definitely in on trying to hold Jackson Dart just in case it turns out. Um, Quinn Ewers is another guy who's definitely should be mentioned. Um, I don't think we're going to get too deep into him, but he's another guy that definitely is worth a worth a stash in a Debbie League.
0: Again, we're getting deep, guys, getting deep, uh, and and even deeper. As, as somebody who enjoys himself some off-brand football, uh, USFL, XFL, AAF, indoor football, arena football, flag football, whatever it is, uh, we see a lot of these guys come out of uh, colleges like Coastal Carolina, where our next quarterback comes from, uh, and that is Grayson McCall. So, again, not a big, splashy uh, FBS school, but definitely good good quality players come out of these and you are trying to make a, pl- a case for McCall to be your Devi stash. So uh, tell us why.
1: Yeah. Grace McCall's has been very, very, very solid um, in a, in that lower level tier college play. I um, mean, he's had back to back years of over 2,400 yards in 2020 and 2021 um, completion percentages of 73 and 68. Uh, he has also had both back to back 26, 27, touchdowns with only three interceptions in both seasons so i mean he's finished with a rating of 184 and 207 so i mean (laughs) there he's had some really good quarterback play even though it's that lower level tier but we've seen it you know trey lance went that high i mean uh zach wilson you know carson wentz like these guys that aren't in the necessarily top tier can still get drafted pretty high and standing at six three two ten he's got a pretty good frame he's a big bodied kind of quarterback that again, another guy that has some mobility to his game. And we've seen it, that this is the key in the turn to the NFL that's going. So I'm just kind of in on grace McCall, not as high as these other guys. If he is a guy that goes, I mean, he could be a first round guy. You could see young Levis, Stroud, McCall all go in the first round next year. And they could be possibly top 10 guys. You know, we don't know obviously, cause we're going to have to see how their 2022 goes, but I definitely am in on McCall and he's another guy like uh, Will Levis who might be available in some of your leagues, um in type Debbie leagues, depending on how far out people play. You know, some people might be stashing an Ewers or they might still have the JT Daniels or Keaton Slovis is still on their roster that were taking up those spots, and McCall could have been still available. And he's a guy that I think you could get that's a little bit a little bit less well known at the moment.
0: Something that jumps out to me, I see that he had seven rushing touchdowns in 2020 mm-hmm. and four last year in 2021. Obviously, any quarterback that can pull it down and run, uh, especially along of, what, 62 yards in, in 2020 and uh, along of 25. So he's not just breaking out of the pocket. He's actually uh, you know, pulling it down and carrying it. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of quarterback-needy teams still In the league. And I don't think that's going to change much in 2022. So yeah, if you're going to tell me that, I mean, scouts are even looking deeper now. It's not anymore that the the top SEC schools always get the looks. Um, I feel like scouts are giving more of these guys looks deeper down the the, the FCS well. So uh, this guy could basically get some eyeballs on him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean you're looking at like a Will Levis or even like here McCall, you know, 93 rushing attempts, 290 yards like you mentioned, you know, four rushing touchdowns. This is a guy that's going to fall somewhat in the draft most likely. And this is a this would be a perfect spot for an Indianapolis, you know, a Washington Commanders, a team that's going to be middle of the pack, uh, New, New Orleans if they decide that they want to go with somebody outside. You know, like there's an ability here where these guys could fall to a decent part or to a decent team where that situation even makes them a better option in year one as a fantasy quarterback. So having them, like we'd mentioned earlier, you know, you have them already. You don't have to worry about trying to trade up in the dynasty half of the Debbie league because you already have this guy stashed. And like I said, everybody plays it differently. Um, My personal take is like most of my Debbie lot rosters at the moment have guys that are going to be coming out next year or they had guys that were coming out this year you know so 2024 is kind of my my cutoff and but then there's other people that i see and you see it all over twitter you know a lot of people are deep into like the 25 class already and stuff like that that's coming out and it's like i don't know i just i like to see it okay i'm if i'm gonna hold this and this is my cherished five one of five players to hold like i'm really hoping they pan out so i don't know that's just kind of where I look. So this is why most of these guys that I'm talking about are 23, 24 guys.
0: There's the long game. And then there's the longer game. That's exactly (laughs) what Debbie Debbie is. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, even, even in dynasty, sometimes I look at it. I know it's, it's a weird way to look at it, but like it's dynasty for me in the off season. And then in season it's, it's still redraft really. And that's why I never get why redraft players are always so afraid of dynasty. Like, really you're playing redraft in season, you know, like, yeah, you don't want to trade like Jonathan Taylor for Delvin cook because he's having a better year, but like, I mean, ultimately you're still running a waiver wire. It's a little bit more decimate because there's like less players out there because the rosters are bigger, but like you're still playing that redraft feel all season. You know, you're making trades. Sometimes if you're a contending team, you're making trades to get, players and get better you know and it makes it easier as a contending team to make those trades because you can trade a future draft pick and get a player this year and you know you get to make that play you know or you could trade debbie players and that's a cool thing with debbie stuff you know you can sometimes depending on your league format you know you could trade a grayson mccall who you think you were like oh yeah he's pretty good and there's some hype now but all of a sudden you're like mm, i don't know if he's going to be that great you can make a deal trade him for kenny pickett you know if you really wanted to if you're in a more of a win now type mode so it just adds these elements of assets that you can trade and just makes it makes it feel more real of like <laughs> you're you're like a GM and get to build your team how you want from the ground up so
0: it's the reason people love Madden especially when you're playing exactly. in that GM mode so absolutely uh, all right, well, you know, we're going to continue this series. We'll continue on with, I believe, running backs is next for us. So next Thursday, we'll cover some running backs. Uh, you know, if, if Jeremy comes back, that's he'll definitely be invited. Uh, we'll probably get a couple other Debbie folks on too as well so we can uh, alternate some voices and, you know, and, and see what everybody else has to say. But we want to introduce you because, again, the SGPN is nothing if not trying to get you deeper in the well and, and just true DGEN status. All through and through. And if you're not living, breathing any of the sports that we cover here, give it a minute. Listen to a few more podcasts, (laughs) read a few more articles, and you will be hooked just like us. So, Jeremy, thanks for joining this episode. Uh, We'll reach back out and and bring you on for another one. But why don't you tell everybody where they can find all of your fantastic work? Because you are a busy man as well, not just in the SGPN but in the world at large. So let everybody know where they can find your stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean... Of Twitter's my big thing at Popes FFH on Twitter. Uh, and then like uh Rod had said, I mean most of my articles are at SGPN. You can find Devi stuff, dynasty stuff, uh some in-season redraft stuff. You know, I did some USFL stuff, some NFL draft stuff, you know. I cover a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> if, you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna check it out.
0: That's right. Follow him on Twitter at Popes ffh because you definitely need to follow me He's a wealth of information as always you can follow me on twitter at rj Villagomez. find the show find the whole sgp and fantasy world on twitter at SGPN fantasy of course subscribe to this podcast where now you're getting three episodes a week everybody that's what this subscription will do for you It'll have, it will We'll get USFL, you'll get deeper into Debbie, you'll get Dynasty information with Terrell and Scott and just everything, balls of the wall now as we gear up in the off-season. Well, there is no off-season for us, so we're probably one of the only ones running. So subscribe, leave a review, tell us how we're doing, and uh, again, just thanks for listening, everybody. And until next week, Tuesday, USFL day. It's so exciting. Let it ride!